Okay, can okay, you hear me? Loud and clear. All right, thank you for joining. No problem. So as you can see, this is Black Gals Talk. Um, I did say in the first episode that sometimes we will have, you know, male perspectives in the podcast, you know, as a fair, you know, trait, you know, like... <laughs> Don't want to constantly have a female perspective on everything. We kind of just like to hear what the male perspectives are, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, thank you for joining. And basically, I wanted to discuss with you, um, what are your your thoughts on the events that's going on here? Um, or just in general, like with... In, in the black community uh, uh, against uh, police brutality. Sorry about that. Had a little bit of headphone trouble. Oh, okay. Do you want me to repeat? Hello? Hello? You there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to repeat? Yes, please. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. Um, so I wanted to know your perspective on the black community uh, against police brutality. What? Uh, how do you feel? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, this is completely warranted, and it was going to happen eventually because. If somebody's constantly, say, bullying somebody else or another group for long enough and the victims don't do anything for a long while, eventually it's going to boil over and they're going to retaliate in some shape or form, whether it be positive or negative. Right. Do you think that the media is trying to basically plant this this idea that the Black you know, peaceful protesters are, you know, thugs and people that just want to destroy things. Do you think that the media are are kind of taking it to different heights when it comes to the, the white protesters and the black protesters? Of course. Like, there's so many ways that they're doing it, such as, like, if you look recently on the news, you'll see how they've calmed down on talking about the protests now that is mostly peaceful protests, yet when it was at its height and there was a whole bunch of looters and different places being destroyed, what was they mainly focusing on? All the negative aspects of it. Yeah. But at the same time, they want us to focus on the good officers and not the small group of bad ones that are, do- that are causing the most harm overall. Right. Which is pretty ironic and hypocritical. Exactly. And... Uh, all day today, I've been posting videos about, you know, just racist individuals just coming out of the woodwork. Not even just coming out the woodworks. They've been there. They just been hiding behind closed doors, you know. Right. And the crazy thing is, a person can have so much hate that they can say these things, you know, openly, right? But if we actually show them, you know, the compassion behind why we do 
what we're doing today, you know, they they see it as we're overreacting or we should let it go. You know what I mean? After years of constantly having to deal with police brutality in the black community, I don't think they'll really understand the pain that we have to deal with, especially uh, individuals that actually have children that will have to grow up in, in, in a society like this. And right. because they see so much, uh, they, they see themselves as superior, it makes it even harder <laughs> to actually get them to, to see, to understand. But you can't make people like that understand, you know? And mm-hmm. it, it makes it hard for the Black community to really build. Because even though we're building, we could work together. You know what I'm saying? They can always bring up, you know, black on black crime or this and that. But what we're, you know, what we're talking about here is (laughs) police brutality against black individuals. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what can we do to really get people to see what do you think you know is the best method to really get people of you know white people to really Mm -hmm. see you know and stop trying to make it about themselves (laughs) and and Mm. understand that it's not about them you know like all lives matter. I, I the reason why it ticks me off when I hear that is like if all lives matter, then this should bother you as well. One hundred percent. And I don't understand why this doesn't bother you. Like that, this doesn't bother you. Even even white individuals that was killed by the police, that didn't bother you. I didn't see you protesting about that. Mm-hmm. we're making moves and y'all just sitting by you know you're not saying anything but now all of a sudden all lives matter I don't get it but what do you think what do you think that wh- what would you think would be the best method to really get the word out there what do you think could possibly get them to understand mm. well one of I can only come up with two methods. One of them is the more extreme, and the other one is the more kinder way. The extreme method is just make make them relate to something that would make them care, such as like if they thought a loved one was getting harmed or somebody that they really care about. That's the more extreme method, but I would not want to resort to that unless that was my last option. Mm-hmm. Now, the more calmer method it would be more of a long-term thing, but more so teach the younger ones who have not been taught to hate somebody just for how they look. Like in my case, I have, well, actually, as my dad likes to say, he's been teaching me African-American history for Mm -hmm. as long as I could even comprehend what he was saying and gradually introduce more and more to it as I was able to wrap my mind around it. Yeah. Like, or better yet, uh, I forget her last name, but Jane something. She did an experiment with Uh a bunch of little kids Uh and she basically broke down racism to 
color of your eyes or hair it color. Brown eyes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was blue eyes versus brown eyes. And on one day, she let the kids wear, I think, I don't know what kind of identifier, but like it was some kind of wrap around your neck that symbolized, oh, you're a part of this group. Mm-hmm. And then said, oh, you can't have this because the other ones that aren't a part of this group are better, and so on. And I think it lasted for only a few days for each group, but by the end of it, they were able to take that off, and that was a sign of relief. But she commented, you can easily take these things off, but these marginalized people, they can't take that off. They're born with that, and that's on... That's just a part of them for the rest of their lives, which essentially told them, if I don't like that, why would somebody else like that? Which I think it's something that goes over the heads of so many people who are preaching white lives matter constantly because they either they can't empathize with that or they're so set in their ways that they just can't believe that this is something that they should be concerned about, which everybody should be concerned about because eventually it will come back and haunt you one way or another. Exactly. And I appreciate you saying that. You know, and I actually appreciate you bringing up Jane Elliott. Um, A friend of mine actually brought her up the other day, (laughs) like a while ago. Really? I actually appreciate that a lot of people know about her, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that if they aren't going to hear us, the best thing we can do is educate our own community, um, give them that knowledge so we can build from a foundation on up so that we can all become something stronger that will break down their, you know, their cycle because they're going to keep having this cycle because, you know, if they're, they're trying to break us apart, you know, they're trying to put this, this light on us. Like we, we don't want to work together, but we do. And I do appreciate that a lot of black businesses have been coming out and everybody has been supporting black businesses. And I really appreciate that. It, it's it's great to see this and we need to keep building together um always we have to show them that we had that power we had that knowledge you know mm-hmm. and there's so much more that goes into you know into this 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 plan this this you know this stage in our lives and right especially we, while we're young adults exactly and we can't back down at this point. You know, we can't mm-hmm. turn a blind eye to this. You know, and a lot of people in our community is actually trying to turn a blind eye. And, you know, we can't really force them to, you know, do certain things, you know? And yeah. they'll they'll understand in due time, you know? Always. And all we really can do is stand up for them and stand up for ourselves and stand up for our community. Mm-hmm. It's one of the core reasons why I believe in teaching while they're young and establishing that importance at a young age so that even when they're adults, they can go, 
back and think, oh, yeah, I remember why that's important. Exactly. But um, I know this is really short, but I appreciate you coming on my podcast. Um, I do want to do more podcasts with you. I might bring you back on tomorrow <laughs> because right. I actually uh, love the fact that you um, – contributed to the conversation you know a lot of people just be on the podcast but they just you know they don't really contribute much so but thank you so much for being on the podcast um i do hope to be on the podcast with you tomorrow to go more in depth with um not just about serious things we could talk about something a little more lenient you know so uh but thank you so much no problem. Um, I appreciate you coming on and I appreciate you being very open. Um, there's no disrespect or anything um, during this podcast and I appreciate that. So I hope to see you tomorrow. Um, I hope we can uh, bring forth this conversation to the next level. <laughs> And actually enjoy it more, less serious, you know, but we do still have to make points of what's more important, you know. Right. So, so much. Thanks, All right. I'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye.